What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, sinks and inks, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominic Smith. As always, I want to thank everybody for their continued support for this channel. Like I said before, I hope you guys are enjoying listening to the episodes just as much as I am enjoying recording them, and I am excited for what is in store. I think you guys are going to continue to enjoy what you hear. So do me a favor. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube page. Go find the page, Lactic Acid with Dominic Smith. We put it all in the show notes it's on our link tree link as well and go subscribe subscribe hit that notification bell trust me you do not want to miss the content that is on its way whether it's with track talk uh, we're going to be doing some fun stuff ahead of the boston marathon and high school track season is here we're covering that we're covering the collegiate listen trust trust me go ahead and follow that way you do not miss a single thing a single episode when it drops um if you listen to this podcast via apple spotify google podcast wherever you listen to and if you haven't already again please subscribe hit that notification bell trust me you want to be alert when the new episodes drop and if you like what you're hearing go ahead and leave a nice review it helps the channel and i would certainly appreciate it today i have the ultimate baller from canada she was incredible to talk to her name is mrs lindsey butterworth she is a 800 meter specialist representing team canada and she has been consistent in the game for a long time and she's doing great things on the track and off the track we talked about consistency and how she stayed consistent all these years and continues to grow she loves adele the musician so you know we had to talk some adele she went back to school to get her masters and she's actually about to graduate next month so we talked a little bit about that we talked food you know i hated on some of the things that she said but you know that's nothing new for me on the show but she did enlighten me on some great pizza that i have to try listen the one thing you're going to notice about this, I almost just packed my stuff and moved to Canada like three times in this interview. Um, that is how amazing, uh, whether it was the food scene she described or just the weather, you know, I was with it. Um, so we talked about that. We talked just about dessert. Um, and then she is a part of the Breakfast Club of Canada, her and her husband. And we talked about their involvement there, uh, providing, you know, resources and great things for um, just the kids and uh, everybody affiliated with that so please be sure to listen to this episode do me a favor if you are interested in track and field gear especially if you're an athlete a coach you're an athletic director and you need gear such as pole vaults you need uniforms done you know anything shot put discus all of that stuff www.trackbarn.com trust me they have you covered backpacks just different things trust me they are the one-stop shop for everything you need as soon as you make your purchase go ahead to the promo code type in lactic acid 10 and you get 10 percent off your order also fastwomen.org please be sure to go on that website and subscribe to the newsletter the weekly newsletter that comes to your inbox every monday morning at 5 a.m allison wade is continuing to do a great job of delivering great content very informative keeps me informed keeps me entertained i know it will do the same for you continue to follow continue to support thank you so much and i hope you enjoy the episode
What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and angst, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I am your host, Dominique Smith. Today, I have a certified baller, shot caller. She is the pride of Canada doing big things on the track, off the track. She is consistent in the 800, just like the Florida heat and humidity. And if you've lived here for 24 <laughs> hours, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Waffle House batter consistency. So you have to go visit there to get a chance to know what I'm talking about. Get the all-star special because you know that's how we rock. She is none other than the legend that is Miss Lindsay, Mrs. Lindsay Butterworth. How are you doing, fam? Thank you for coming on the show. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Of course. I mean, we have to have the actual Canadian legend on the show. If not, like, what are we doing? <laughs> so I've been popping this question and I still, I, I think I need to tweak it. So I'm going to tweak it a little bit by adding something to it. But I want you to answer this. Everybody has to answer this. No one can escape this first question. Let's just say, well, I have to tweak it because we just had the Grammys, but let's just say we're going to have the VMAs. And so let's say ABC, CBS came together along with Ben and Jerry and Frito-Lay. They said, y'all, there is this girl from Canada who is lighting up and is consist consistent as can be on the track. She is a big time baller and we need to promote her awesomeness for the entire world to see. Oh, I'm sorry. Food Network was in this meeting as well. Let's just say they had dinner at Chick-fil-A or some crap like that. <laughs> and they said, you know what? She would be good for the brand. She would be good for this world. The united front that we need will start with celebrating her awesomeness. So they're going to come up with a custom spring promotion to celebrate the awesome things that you do and have continued to do. So pretty much VMAs, so ABC or so ABC has the theater stuff and then CBS has the music. So they pretty much said, we're going to give her the option. She can either go to the biggest Music Awards, so the Grammys, even though it passed, the Grammys. Or, you know, ABC has the Oscars. They have the Tonys. They have all this other stuff. Or she can be a guest there. So she, we will roll out the literal red carpet for her. And she could attend that event with any of uh, her favorite musician or an actor or actress of her choice. So that's part one of this promotion. Food Network comes in for part two. They say, yo, we got to get in this. We're not going to make her do a baking championship or a cooking championship. We have too many of those. It's all good. So what we want is she has to come up with either a custom made pizza, a custom burger, or if there's just a meal that she cannot live without, she needs to tell us we're going to put that on every menu in Canada and the United States. <laughs> Lastly, Ben and Jerry and Frito-Lay, they got into a fight because they really wanted that third one. So Ben and Jerry put the paws on whoever Frito-Lay was. But the fight centered around, she can either choose a custom ice cream, so two ice cream flavors for Ben and Jerry, and they will be combined into one, or Frito-Lay said, no, we want her to do a custom potato chip. So you have to choose between the ice cream and the chips. So what we need, we need to know what award ceremony you're going to, whether it's on CBS, which is music, and or... ABC, which is, you know, the theater, and who are you bringing or who are you accompanying with uh, musical artists or actor or actress? Food Network needs to know burger, pizza, 
or custom meal that you just can't live without. And then if you're doing ice cream, what two flavors? If you're doing chips, same thing. Okay. That's a lot of things. Yeah. Um, we have I, to celebrate your awesomeness. So it has to be a big promotion. Ah, oh, so hard. I think I would go to the music awards. So um, okay. Or the Grammys, right? Sorry. Um, with mm, so tough. I'm gonna say right now with Adele. Okay. Oh, I like that. And then I will say pizza. Okay. Um, do I have to come up with the exact kind? Yeah, it's just whatever you want on this oh, pizza. Man. It could be as okay, basic well, as cheese or as complicated as arugula brie cheese with braised short rib and kite <laughs> or whatever people get on this crap. On these well, I'm saying pizza mostly because we just made pizza for dinner tonight. And okay. and I also love just like Italian style pizza because it's so the dough is so good and it's so versatile and fresh. But what we put on our pizza tonight was really good. So it was, it's going to get kind of complicated, I guess. And I think to, I feel like you should be able to have like any kind of pizza. I think any kind of pizza would be good but i'll say this for just based on what we had tonight it there was sun-dried tomato pesto prosciutto mozzarella mushrooms peppers and then we have like shaved brussels sprouts on top which sounds bad but it's very good because they get all like crispy on top when you put it in the oven and it's a really good flavor and then we will get that that lord have mercy wow (laughs) and then i would say i'm a huge dessert person so i'll definitely go with ice cream okay um and we got this gelato last night that was chocolate peanut butter pretzel and that was unreal yeah That might put Reese's out of business. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Oh man, chocolate <laughs> peanut. I don't even like pretzels like that, but I would. I would. Eat yeah. That. Oh man. Like when you get pretzels on the plane, such a downer. But in ice cream, amazing. Got that little that salt. Mix it in with the oh, and the crunch. Yeah. Oh. Ben and Jerry, what's why has it? Why, why did it take Lindsay coming on this show? <laughs> like for this ice cream to be discovered what is y'all doing over there you guys are just slackers Un- unbelievable lord i need to go i see i don't even know i think i'm gonna have to go get some chocolate ice cream some reese's ice cream and go mm. find some like pretzels and just yeah, make it myself all together oh my mm-hmm. goodness we got to go back to this pizza because <laughs> you know i i ate i you know had a nice meal but oh my gosh like what what so are you guys uh part-time chefs when you aren't running circles um, <laughs> no i think we just eat a lot 
That is some food network quality. <laughs> you don't get that at most restaurants. Maybe because I live here in America and I've been to peaks of places I haven't seen that you get the see, I'm not a big Brussels sprouts brother myself, even though I have had them glazed with bacon. That's that's kind of how you know I need something. But that prosciutto, that salty gets mixed in with the bitterness of the Brussels sprout. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. And there's veggies on it. Like it's healthy. No, nobody cares about that. But everything else. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody cares about the veggies. It's just there for presentation um, and stuff like that. You you didn't have to health it up like that. We don't care about that. Oh, <laughs> gosh. And so was all of this like scratch made like this sun-dried tomato pesto? No, we didn't make that. That's okay. There's an Italian deli near us, and so that's where it's at. We got the pesto from there, and the like the crust is really good. Um, and the prosciutto's from there. So yeah, we just went all out. I'm moving. If I listen, if I find out that Canada know how to fry chicken, I'm moving to Canada. Like if, <laughs> if, if if I find if I find out that they can make a nice do, uh down home two piece and a biscuit, yes, listen, I'm changing residencies because <laughs> that because I'm like, what, what is y'all doing? What are you guys cooking up there? I'm like, listen, that's that is chef status. I don't care what you say. Like, listen, it's just 800 runners. I guess you guys do it better. I guess you guys do it better. But man, like I just ate and. I, I just vision that like I had just envision all of that coming together. So I'm a little mad now because nobody in Orlando <laughs> is doing that. So uh, that's, 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 that's a, now I'm going through it because I want that pizza, but man, you guys definitely ate good tonight. I can definitely tell. Um, yeah. Okay. Adele, I have to ask this though. So let's just say you and Adele are rolling down the red carpet. What Adele song are they playing when you walk down and stand in front of all the cameras? Ooh. Um <clears throat> that would be funny if you just like hello from the other side. Yeah. And you're like waving <laughs> to all like your trap fans and stuff like that. <laughs> And then I also don't want it to be too depressing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Hello, it's oh, that's sad. I'm sorry. We just I do like the <clears throat> some of her old ones, like Chasing Pavement, maybe. Okay, okay, never heard of Chasing the Sidewalk, but I, I don't know you would, I yeah, you would know when you hear it. You would that's know probably it, true. But, that's that's probably yeah. true. I've heard one of my earliest, you know, memories of her music was uh, Rolling in the Deep. Mm -hmm. um, yeah that was a good one i'm like what what church does she go to because that was such an <laughs> incredible thing uh i can definitely see that adele we got to make that happen we have 364 days before the grammys air again so um uh, we definitely <laughs> have to have to get on that but Lindsay, you are a certified baller you're a veteran of canada literally one of the most consistent consistency in my opinion just from an outsider's point of view is one of the hardest things to um do and be in track and field but you have mastered being consistent <laughs> in the 800 you made the world team in 2017 2019 then again last year you made the olympic team and 
it's not as if you're getting knocked out, you know, in the first round or whatever the case might be. You've proven that you belong there um, and you're still getting faster. So my question, my opening question to you is what is your method of making sure that you're consistently awesome every time <laughs> you hit the track? Yeah, I think it's really it comes down to long term consistent training um, with I've had the same coach all through university and then post collegiately. So I've been working with her. I think this is our 12th season together. So I think, yeah, that has been um, a huge part of how I've been able to stay in the sport for so long and be that consistent because we, um, we have like a similar environment. I have a really good training group. Um, and, and it's kind of just getting those years under my belt. Um, and I would say sometimes too consistent to the point where it's a bit frustrating, um, running like about the same time every single time. But, um, yeah, I think, I think mostly that training environment and then just building off each year. Um, so trying to tweak things just a tiny bit so that we keep things like exciting and, and new and, and taking advantage of opportunities and just getting racing experience whenever we can. Obviously the women's 800 is, is crazy right now. Um, you are a 159 runner and you pretty much have to be a 159 runner um, to keep pace with what's going on from a vantage point of somebody who is the pride of Canada when it comes to the, you know, middle distance, how exciting is it that you're a part of the evolution of this race and the women's 800? Yeah, I think it's really exciting. And I think especially last year um, I felt that I got some more unique opportunities like in the diamond leagues that I was really able to be a part of that. Um, whereas in the past, I think I'd always try to, I'd, I'd always be trying to get into those high level meets, but not quite get in. So then you felt a little bit separated from that. Um, but last year I feel like was really a turning point where I was getting those opportunities and that was super fun and exciting. Um, and I think just kind of like carried momentum into those championship races. How do you take that momentum and confidence that you gained last year into this year, especially headed into Budapest where, uh, it's going to be pretty lit, uh, especially the season so late. <laughs> it's so weird. It was like, mm -hmm. Ah, that that is such a crazy stretch, and I I know I'm going off topic, but just spitball. You got COVID, then the Olympics, then less than a year you have Worlds, and now mm -hmm. you have Worlds again, but delayed, and then back to the Olympics, and then I think there's an off year in 2025. Yeah, it's like crazy to me. Yeah, I think um, it's definitely been interesting to say the least. Um, but I think. <clears throat> like from Tokyo and then moving into last year where there were so many opportunities to make national teams for us. Like um, I went to world indoors in March and then world championships and then Commonwealth games right after world championships. That was kind of like a post COVID, like, 
overload of like championship races and then now we're kind of like back into what feels more comfortable and I don't mind it being a little bit later because I feel like I can work a little bit more on my base and and take my time to get into this season and um, I think just having the experience of past world championships like Doha in 2019 was at the end of September. So we really had to adapt our season around that too. And so I think that um, having that experience and that being like later than ever um, now moving into like end of August being world championships this year um, is just another kind of adaptation that we have to make, but it isn't like a, a huge adaptation, I would say. Like, I think I felt that world championships last year were really early, like they came up really quickly. Um, and so I think this just gives more time for more potentially like high level meets like diamond leagues and just feeling more prepared and getting those um, high level races in because that's where the best practice comes for championship races because you're you're in a place where you really have to worry about getting out hard and tactics and everyone is right there we all have we all can run basically the same time so it's really about positioning and um, and practicing for what that will be like for a champ like world championships and doing rounds and that kind of thing. If I'm not mistaken, you're in school based on LinkedIn. Um, I first and foremost want to say, may the good Lord bless you and keep you because you couldn't pay me to go back to school. Uh, <laughs> like literally, it would have to be free with like, I don't even play sports, but I still want an NIL deal just to go back. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where I am. Tell me a little bit more about that. Like, what are your aspirations and, and why did you decide to head back to uh, you guys in Canada say university? So let's just yeah. keep us. So what made you go back to university? Um. So I had applied. I'm doing my master's in public health okay. um, and I had applied kind of pre-COVID um well, yeah, pre-COVID, so in 2019 to start, like, fall 2020. Um, and then when COVID happened uh, and the uh, Olympics were postponed, then I deferred because as part of this program, there's a practicum component in the summer. And yeah. so um, I wanted to really focus on the practicum um, and also, obviously, Tokyo um, and didn't want to have to worry about balancing that um, during the Olympics. So, I deferred to fall, start fall 2021. Um, and so I think the, and then part of the reason I had applied for it was I was in a job that was temporary and um, I wasn't quite sure. And in Canada, the sponsorship opportunities are um, not as good. So you kind of yeah. um, have to have a, a part-time job to survive, um, especially living in Vancouver. But um, so yeah, I didn't know if I was going to be continued in my current job. Um, but then over COVID, I got a permanent position at the university. Um, so then I was like, well, I guess I'll just start school, see if work will let me keep my job and maybe work part time. And then 
continue training. So that's what I did last year. And I was like, I don't really know how this is going to go. Um, but it worked out and like my work is amazing and supportive. And, um, and I did my practicum last summer around, um, world championships and I'm done in school in April. So I'm just trying to hey. kind of push through. Yeah. And, and finish and, and then see what happens after that. I think, uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure what I want to do with it yet. It, it is pretty broad still being in public health. Um, but I think it, I just really wanted to do it just to have a master's and set myself up for, um, something maybe better in the future. But, um, I'm also really liking my current job right now too. Um, so I'm working, um, in at SFU in the athletics department as an academic advisor. Um, So that's super fun because I just get to work with student athletes. Um, And so it's pretty rewarding. And, um, and then I think in the future, maybe I'll figure out what I want to do with the the public health stuff. But overall, I feel like um, with any career I have, I, I do feel like I have a passion in trying to make a difference. And um, I really enjoy health promotion and looking at like program planning um, and evaluation in communities. And um, so I think there's a way to kind of like build my athletic career with my public health career in the future. Honestly, you seem like a really nice person and that you wouldn't do this, but <laughs> the way that you can get like students to be motivated, since you are like a big deal in Canadian running, I would get pictures of myself at the Olympics and at Worlds <laughs> with like all thousands of people. And I would just look at the kids and be like, listen, you, do you want to be <laughs> like me? I'm like, yes. Okay, well then do your work. Then you get to this level. <laughs> like, you, do you realize, like, you, you have so much swag and flexibility and, like, uh, what a uh, street cred, like, balling out here in the 800s? Like, listen, you're not going to be as fast as me if you're not studying and stuff like that. So, I'm just saying that's a good, that's a good pitch. Um, I'm going to ask this before we get to the off track stuff. And later on in the episode, we will get back, um, uh, to what you were mentioning, specifically about finding balance. You did something pretty cool, you and your husband. Um, You, I believe, is Breakfast Club of Canada. And it's so funny to hear, not funny, haha, but just interesting to hear, you know, you're still looking for what you want to do, but I watched a video and prep for this, and it sounds like that's what you are passionate about. Like food and security, making sure... Now, granted, I majored in journalism, minor in creative writing. Well, actually, I did cover the College for Health and Public Affairs, but I don't remember anything. So I'm just going to go back to my original statement. I don't know anything <laughs> specifically um, about the nuances of what you you know are doing. But it sounds like that's in the video. It sounded like that is something that you're really passionate about, making sure that people have equal opportunity and equality and access to the proper foods and then have the education behind it to know what they're eating. What was that experience like, you know, hanging with the Breakfast Club of Canada? And is that something that you think you can explore um, in the future? Because it sounds like there's two things it sounds like. It sounds like we should give you your honorary doctorate because it would be so <laughs> cool to call you Dr. Butterworth. Like that would be so <laughs> epic. 
Uh, <laughs> like you're running the 800s, like, yes, that's Dr. Lizzie Butterworth coming down the home stretch. Um, for the I don't know medal. if I can survive more school, <laughs> but that's why I say honorary. honorary. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay, listen, I'm Taylor okay Swift, yeah, Taylor Swift has an honorary doctorate, and I don't think she, well, I don't know if she went to college or not, but still, you can call her Dr. Swift. We, but no, there would, there's no cooler name than Dr. Butterworth. <laughs> like literally there's dr buttersworth but then there's like the more official dr butterworth so yeah but anyway back to the new question it just sounds that's something that you're really really passionate about um in the field that you're in mm -hmm. yeah i think um we we reached out to breakfast club of canada because that was something that we um we were passionate we are passionate about and um, and that we wanted to be able to use our platform and our um, kind of athletic career as a way to promote a cause like Breakfast Club of Canada, because that's something that we think is is super meaningful. Um, and we were also feeling like we just were getting caught up in like, oh, like in order to get sponsorship, like you have to promote yourself like shamelessly on social media. And that's just something yeah. that I... I I've never been good at and I don't fully like agree with and I would rather put my energy towards something that is super meaningful to me and to other people um, like providing kids with breakfast um, and supporting a program like Breakfast Club of Canada and I I wish we could do more with them. Um, it was super fun. Uh, before Tokyo, we did like a little fundraiser. Um, and Justin, my husband made, got shirts made because we call ourselves Just Butter, like Justin and, and then Butterworth. Um, and so- Just Butter, oh man, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah wow. so we we made shirts and we just um sold them to like our friends and family and then donated every everything to breakfast club of canada and it ended up being like over two thousand dollars that we donated and wow. it was just from like selling shirts to our friends and family like we didn't think that it was going to be that big but um it's things like that that i feel very fulfilled doing rather than like, oh, like, check out me doing this run that nobody cares about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I don't know what it's like in Canada, but you can win that Canadian Nobel Peace Prize. I'm sure they have a, a, a something similar to it. Uh, but that's really cool. I mean, I, you know, went to the public school system. I'm I'm guessing they have a Whole Foods in Canada. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what Whole Foods, and part of this was, None of this was accessible to me because we couldn't afford it, you know, growing yeah. up and stuff like that. But two, like, mm. I had no idea what it was. Like, you know, they would feed us, you know, dollar store stuff. So you had your oatmeal cream pies, you had your cosmic brownies, you had your chips, you had your, um, and we really didn't have money because, you know, we, we had a barrel and it had juice in it and it wasn't fruit punch. It was just red, blue, orange, and it was just high sugar contents and stuff like that. So, as I got older, really, it was college. And I'm still learning, to be honest with you. I used to drink stuff that people were like, oh, this is healthy. But then, like, you really dive into the nuances. It's like, oh, boy, no wonder I'm tired all the time mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. So I think that's really cool, especially with kids at a young age, mm -hmm. you know, getting a chance to, okay, this is what this, the importance of this food. This is how you feel mm -hmm. your body for excellence. Um 
so that's actually really cool that you guys did that um yeah I yeah like I said I I wish we could do more I think like since I've been in school and working we haven't had as much time as I'd like to to really get more involved with them but um yeah I think it it's also like the bigger issues of um like how things are marketed or the cost of different foods like it's so often that less healthy foods are more expensive which or sorry are less expensive and more accessible so um that I think is a big problem and um something that I was really interested in in undergrad and then that kind of like carried through to um my master's now wow well listen I'm looking forward to one day you're going to win a gold medal and then you're going to say, I want to give a shout out to the breakfast club of Canada and they're going to go viral. Um, <laughs> it's going to be lit. What are the three things that people do not know about the legend that is Mrs. Lindsay Butterworth? Hmm. I think a lot of people actually don't know um, that I am in school. Maybe. Okay. Um, That's one. Hmm. That's one. Um, they don't have to be serious. They could be just any fun fact. Three fun facts. Um, I always, I don't know why this is always like my go-to like fun fact. It's not really that fun, but I'm left-handed, <laughs> which isn't as common, I guess. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and maybe like I've never lived outside, like I've never lived away from um, Vancouver before really I grew up in North Vancouver and I went to school like um in Burnaby which is like 20 minutes from Vancouver and I've lived there ever since so yeah what is Vancouver like it is a beautiful place it's like a combination of like there's mountains and then the ocean is right there and downtown Vancouver is right on the water um and has a beautiful park like in the middle of it which is like huge like you can the around the park there's a path and it's like 10k around um yeah and it yeah it it is very beautiful um so it's very outdoorsy um and I think generally people are like very active here. It rains a lot, but it's very mild. So it doesn't get, we don't get a lot of snow, which people are surprised about, um, especially when we go down to the US. Um, there, people are always like, oh, you're from Canada. Like it must be so cold. And we're like in Seattle and it's like, it's the same weather as here. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's pretty like comparable to Seattle climate. Um, yeah. And summers are like really beautiful. It doesn't get super hot. It probably will get to, um, like 30 degrees at most Celsius, which I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. Yeah. Don't listen. I majored in journalism, not math. Stop. Are you kidding me? How hot is it? 85 degrees. It was 85 degrees here in Florida today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's like not not hot y'all lactic acid is moving to canada like (laughs) like, but the rest of canada like basically 
from like Vancouver East, it is like the winters are are pretty harsh. Oh boy. I'm tripping on so let me see. So let's do 30 degrees. You should Celsius. Google Stanley Park. 30 degrees Celsius is 86 Fahrenheit. This is stupid. Oh wow, I was pretty close. Oh my gosh, that was very close. So let's, so let's just say you got it. So Stanley Park, <laughs> Stanley Park, Vancouver. So I'm looking it up. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, and so it's a gem. This is a screensaver. Let me take a picture of this. Uh, goodness. I don't even know what this is. Photo. This is like, wow. No wonder yeah. Hallmark shoots all those movies up there in Vancouver and pretends like it's the United States. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to them. I will go to the park like every day. Yeah. Have, have you ever... So is it weird like coming down to the United States and then you see what we have to offer and then like you go back to Narnia, basically, which is Vancouver? <laughs> I feel like whenever we go, we do still find a gem. Like we will usually um like if we race on a Saturday, then um we usually have to find somewhere to do our long run on Sunday, which in for an 800 meter runner, our long run is like an hour. Um, but it's still like a decent uh distance so we try and find somewhere that we can run an hour and usually like to find somewhere that's like soft surface on a trail and like I would say 85% of the time we find like a good spot for a long run what's been your favorite spot here in the states so far don't come down here to Florida you won't make it I'm just telling you (laughs) It's, it's just you, you will when you touch down at OIA. I guarantee you, you will walk out and then walk back in and see if you could book a flight back to Vancouver. It, it is <laughs> like I said, eighty five degrees. Like when it gets eighty five, like sometimes we put on long sleeves in the in the uh, oh, fall because oh usually like in the summers it's between ninety five and one hundred and two here. With yeah, we would not humidity. last. So I my first national team actually was Pan Am Juniors in Miramar. Miramar, yeah. Uh in July. Oh boy. Yeah, they don't So like that it. was hot and humid. It's humid, right? It, it's it's listen. People think I'm like joking, but I walk outside, take the trash, put the trash back up at 7:30 in the morning and I smell like funky cold Medina. Because it's it's just you sweat like that's just I prefer the humidity instead of dry heat because with dry heat you can never tell if you're hot and that's more dangerous. Um, yeah, that's true. But listen, I can't breathe out here. Um, but back, yeah, ooh, bless your heart for going to Miramar. I know you don't want to do that again. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what's what's been your favorite spot down here in the states? Um. I feel like I. Hmm. Mm, that's bad. She can't even think of one. That no, America, we I got think, some work to do. <laughs> no, I think I, I'm taking a while to think because I like a couple different spots, but I also feel like um, whenever we come for like track trips, there's usually like weird, like random places that we'll go to um that you wouldn't really like come to visit if you were on a vacation (laughs) and then like in addition to that we're also like never there for very long so I feel like we don't get to like really experience 
the place that we're in because we're either just like sitting sitting in our hotel room we call it like hibernating before a race where we just lie around and hibernate for like a day um so but I think I really like San Francisco um yeah and I like I like Seattle but I think that's just because like I've spent so much time there and it feels like closest to home um, but I also really like Boston and I've been yeah. there a couple times um, and for racing and then New Balance headquarters is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always feel like very well taken care of there. Um, and and because we've been so many times, even though they've been short trips, like I think there's there's different spots that we know of now. And I like um, Boston more for like um the city itself and like there's a lot of places to eat and like cool coffee shops and it has like a lot of character which I like you did something really interesting um and pretty cool during the pandemic I saw a video of it on Instagram um obviously COVID is what's going on and the weight rooms were closed and and so uh i i don't know how big your house is but (laughs) i i went and bought some biofreeze because my neck hurt after that first squat so you had your your now husband on your back did you know that you almost broke his neck like was that just a bonus (laughs) because i felt that i felt that i saw that neck yeah i was like oh my gosh like what is it's like you're super strong but like you you exploded out of that spot, <laughs> those blocks, like you were coming out of blocks in a hundred. And I, I saw that neck go the wrong way. I said, bless his heart. Bless his heart. Oh, man. I think that was the time in the pandemic where we were, like, definitely losing it a bit. Um, <laughs> and I think everyone had that time. Um, but, yeah, I didn't know. That, well, I felt I heard it. I heard oh. his head, his skull, like, smash into the ceiling. Um, but he oh. seemed okay. And so we just kept going. And then he just kind of, like, like he adapted. But, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that we're in a different place now where um, we, we were in a basement suite at the time. And the ceilings were much lower than I expected them to be. Um, But now we have our apartment and we have our weights outside on the patio. So it's a much better setup. Okay. Because I said, you know, it was COVID. So if if he got a concussion, it's not like you can go somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't one of our best moments. And my physio shortly after that was like, please do not do that again. (laughs) Because I think my squat form was terrible in addition to almost like concussing Justin. Well, man, that that's real love right there. That's that's true <laughs> love. And he stayed with you stayed with it. The squat form was fine. Listen, yeah. that's how they, they just listen, you get a bench, get your booty on the bench, your arms like <laughs> ropes, and then you did weighted squats. So technically, I think you deserved an extra medal for that. What is your physio talking about? That's hard. I know. Like you had somebody that you love's life was on the line. And granted, <laughs> uh, you know, you almost killed him. But still, in order to battle back, that was one of the greatest things that I've, I've seen. Yeah, like, we we like cried laughing at that video for a long time. 
I, I, I kid you not, I saw it about six or seven times. I'm like, yeah. I know I just did not see or hear what I think I just saw or hear. <laughs> and you were so determined because you didn't stop. You kept going. You just said, listen, push to the pain. You're all right. You know, t- 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 Oh, you're fine. Okay. I got like five more reps. Yeah. Take, take some Robitussin, do some biofreeze or something like that. You're all good. I was just curious about that. Um, when you are not running, when you are not educating our youth and making them do what they're supposed to do, advising them on the principles of education, what is life like? Like, what do you do to relax and get away from everything? Um, we usually will, we like, we love coffee. So we go up for coffees a lot. Um, we really like to spend time with our friends and family. So like any chance we get, we're trying to make plans with the people that we want to see. Um, and that will often with my family, at least include a brewery or two. Um, yeah, we, we also like to, go on little trips when we have time like for a weekend or something um so my mom for a while lived on the sunshine coast which is like um it's probably like 30 minutes from um from vancouver driving to a ferry and then it's a 40 minute ferry um and so it's just kind of a nice little getaway that's not too far away but it's um it's super peaceful and beautiful like right on the coast um so yeah I think um just kind of spending time with the people in our life is very important to us I'm trying to it's so funny all of the elite middle distance runners and distance runners you guys have one thing in common you guys love coffee it's crazy (laughs) I just I despise it Lindsay I hate it. Really? I hate it. You're coffee snobs. Yeah, yeah. Like my mom loves it. She drinks her coffee black. And I just I I don't know. Listen, first of all, I tried it. So let's just, just get it out the way. I tried it. I tried it. I went to Duncan, got a cup this big, and had to take out a mortgage to pay for it. Because like <laughs> Who knew like all this added crap that you get costs that much money? It's yeah. just like purity stuff. And I'm like, oh God, this would put Santa Claus literally. I think I feel like Dasher. Have you seen Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the um Christmas thing? No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's been a while, but it's been yes. a while. So Dasher was his parent. Dasher was his dad. And I honestly think Dasher drank coffee before having Rudolph because that's why his nose was so red it was just that sugary crap like that that got him going um like I I just I, I can't do it I, here's the thing I love coffee shops because they actually have pretty good desserts um yeah well that's the key you gotta have coffee with a dessert it's like that's the whole point of it what's your go-to dessert Oh, I am like such a dessert person. Oh, Um, listen, talk to me. Come on now. uh, (laughs) I think with coffee, I love like a good cookie or like some sort of bar with like chocolate in it. Um, But then sometimes I'm feeling like more like a carrot cake type of thing. Um, Oh, you you got it. I like that. (laughs) 
I yeah. just had me a piece of carrot cake. Okay, I I, so I good. it wasn't good, but it listen, I I a good piece of carrot cake. Y'all y'all don't understand. Yeah. A good good piece of carrot cake. I'm with that. Will you say some kind of bar like a like a candy bar, or like a maple bar, or like a donut, or like um like a I don't know how to describe it. Like a dessert bar. Like it would be like kind of like a chocolate oat bar um kind of thing. Like really? you know, like Starbucks has like an oat oat fudge bar. Be like that kind of thing. Why, why are you healthizing it? No. <laughs> Dessert's not health. No, no oats. No. Come on now. Like, come on. It's like, like a cookie know. bar, basically. But it sounds healthy. That's not good for you. <laughs> that's not good for you. You're not supposed to have health with desserts. <laughs> that's why. We, that's why it's dessert. That's why you can't eat it. That's why there's so it's so bad. It's it's good. Here's the thing. I always say dessert. I say this about fried chicken. The same thing could be said about dessert. Dessert is bad for the body, but it's good for the soul. And if your soul mm, is good, right. everything else is going to fall into place. Oh man. So. I have to ask this because I have had a serious discussion about this. What makes a good cookie? Um, I love chocolate and I love peanut butter. So <laughs> that combination with, I do like the texture of oats. I know you're going to hate on me because oats are healthy, but the texture of the cookie with oats, peanut butter, and chocolate makes it more dense. And I, it's so good. I think that combination is the best. Or, no, that's my final answer. <laughs> okay. She was going to throw me a bone and she was like, screw this, I'm the 800 meter specialist. No, you ain't nothing. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, to each his own, it's still not going to stop me from hating. Um, <laughs> that just feels like I'm eating oatmeal, like with some with some chocolate chips in. Yeah, but it's it's more filling too. You get like more fulfilled by the cookie. Okay. okay. Um. You see, the only oats in a cookie I I've ever eaten is oatmeal raisin. Mm. Oh, not okay. a meal raisin person. Okay, that's okay. So maybe I, the raisins. That's not dessert. Neither oats, but I, mean, <laughs> I, just, I just, just, but it's, it's okay. It's okay. All through, no filler. You know how we do. No discrimination on this show. Oh man! So we've got carrot cake. I need you to give me because now I'm trying to just think. So we already got cookies. We got carrot cake. I actually had. Have you ever had a warmed up carrot cake? Mm, yes. Um, we had that recently, actually. Um at a restaurant it was so good with like it was had this other like spice mm. to it that was really good and had like icing on top that was kind of melted but then ice cream as well it was Ooh. so good why what were y'all doing in Canada? why can't we have nice things down here <laughs> i had to go to ohio to have a a hot carrot cake and I don't think they put enough sugar in it or they use Splenda or mm. they use like applesauce or some other nonsense or they could have used oats for all I know. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't sweet enough. But uh. that glaze, when that glaze is warm, it's like a Krispy Kreme donut when the light comes on. Mm. It is something 
different. What is your top three desserts? Somebody asked um, me that the other day, and I'm gen- genuinely curious. That's tough. I think cheesecake um, is up there. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's so hard. I think, okay, I'm not going to, I really like cookies, but that's like an everyday type of dessert. And I don't think it should be in the top three because the top three should be like the ones that are like most special and like on a special occasion you have and are, are not overdone. So I'm going to say cheesecake, brownies and carrot cake. Cheesecake is so tricky. Because you can mess up a cheesecake, but oh my gosh, if you get that cheesecake just right, it is it's like eating heaven, a mm-hmm. slice of heaven. Oh man, brownies. What kind of brownies? Like, mm-hmm. do, do they have almonds in it? Because there's only two kinds. Do they have almonds in it or is it just your old school fudge brownie? I think just old school fudge brownie with some icing. Okay, I'm going to challenge you to do something because I guarantee you're going to love it. You're going to love it. And I was going to say, since I'm challenging you, you can challenge me to something, but I've already done enough challenges and I don't think I'm going to like what you have to offer. Well, it'll be like eat oatmeal for a week. <laughs> I That's the problem. I've been eating oatmeal since I was four. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like something I have to do is like drinking water. But like, oats and cookies that's like going to the library on christmas eve just for the love of books um (laughs) i want you to make a cookie brownie okay it is the best thing you've ever eaten a chocolate Mm -hmm. you can put the oats crap in there too and you i guarantee you you would love it even with oats like if you put oats in the cookie brownie i might eat it because Mm, like i have that I have that fudged over take the oat flavor or whatever. Lindsay, I'm telling you, your life will never. I guarantee you, if you, you make a cookie bounty, you won 156 in a few months. Guarantee. I'll put $2 wow. on it. That is bold. I better I, do it then. You need to do it. You need to do it. I guarantee you 156 and you'll cross that uh, line with the first Canadian to run that time in the history of Canada. I guarantee you. Guaranteed. All right. Yes, it, it will. I'll get on it life. right now. You should. I'm telling you, <laughs> it'll make you want to go run. It'll make you get your PhD. That's how much power is in that cookie brownie. <laughs> um, so I am. I'm not even going to tell that lie. I was going to say, you know, I might put a little oats in there, but I'm not even going to tell that lie. I'll just eat an oatmeal raisin cookie and 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 just accept <laughs> the fact that I. If I listen, I may be a little faster if I had oats in there, but it's all good. A <laughs> uh, couple more quick talks before we uh, wrap this bad boy up with a bow. What is like Canadian television like? Like, are there special shows or series that you guys have that are produced by different networks, or is it still universal to what is being played, or what is your taste in it? Um, our Netflix is definitely different. Um. I can't think off the top of my head, like specifically what is different, but I know we just don't get as much, um, as many channels or like as much content, I guess, as the U.S. Um, But 
I wouldn't say it's like super different because I feel like our um like the premise of shows are like pretty similar um and then there's like a lot of like back and forth and like cross-border stuff um but I just know like going into the U.S. like we get different shows what's your your go-to television series um all like all time I would say friends I that's like my go-to but now it's not on Netflix anymore really um yeah for us at least I don't know if it is still on Netflix in the states but um yeah that was a bummer when it left um but what yeah I don't know I we've gotten kind of into some like reality tv recently um like I've watched Selling Sunset um is that reality tv I don't even know Um, close enough (laughs) uh and kind of just like trash lately because I feel like we're so busy and when we have time to watch TV, I just like don't even want to pay attention or care about it. So I I will just put on trash. <laughs> trash is a, is a television series or just the state of the stuff that you watch? Just the state of this, like the, like oh. the reality TV stuff. Oh, okay. Um, just Gosh. like more like mindless things, things where you don't really have to pay attention or like follow super closely what's happening. I'm glad I asked because I was about to say, uh, like who stars in that series? But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be anybody. I, I personally was not a fan of Friends. It was just a little bit too weird. Are to you me. an office person? Are you not an office person? <laughs> I I feel like there's a um, theory, I don't know if I just made this up, but I feel like people who love The Office um, don't really like Friends, and then people who love Friends, like, aren't a huge fan of The Office. Like, I don't mind The Office, but it's not, like, my favorite show, but I love Friends. So, I don't really know why... I don't, but here's the thing. I can't give you a reason why I don't like Friends. I do like The Office, but I never compare the two. I can't, there was a show that came out right before Friends called Living Single um, with Queen Latifah and some other people. And so it was the prerequisite or whatever people say. Mm. It preluded Friends. Friends got the concept from that show. So I like that show better. Mm. Um, And I'm 28, so I should probably be aware of more stuff. But um, The Office is cool. I mean, I like The Office. Uh, I'm not the super duper nerd like everybody is um you know they have (laughs) quotable things and stuff but i mean i like new girl i like there's a show called nbc's the good place which i actually think you would like that show Mm, okay i saw a couple episodes of that but i never really got into it but we definitely got into new girl that was a good one yes um with the good place the thing i like about it they it ended when it was supposed to which was sad and the ending made listen i try to you know pride myself on toughness and stuff but listen i had a sinus infection that day when it comes to watching that episode i was crying (laughs) (laughs) that's how sad it was at the end (laughs) um but it challenges the mind 
because the story that's how great the writing was and great the acting um was friends and then i'm gonna we're gonna transition uh back to our final points what character would you say you relate to the most it's a two-part question because i i do ask this question about the office what character would you relate to the most and what friend's character would make a great pet name oh a pet name yes hmm oh i i think ross would be a good pet name um i think i relate maybe in some ways i think i relate to rachel because um like justin would say i'm pretty oblivious with a lot of things and so i think she has that quality in some ways um but yeah i guess her Ross would be a great name for a golden retriever or yeah, wouldn't that be so funny? Like Ross, come here. Sit, yeah. Ross. <laughs> sit, Ross, sit. Ross come. and I could just see see I would that was that would trip me up because I could just see Jennifer Aniston, Rachel just talking to Ross like that. <laughs> that that would trip me all the way up. I actually think a great name would be Phoebe for mm, a cat. Yeah, for that's a, a good one too. For a cat. Um, <laughs> Ross. I think it's very funny like we run a lot in um a park called Mundy Park and it's like for some reason like everyone takes their dog there and I think it's so funny hearing people call their dogs when they're like human names like <sighs> there's like this one owner and their dog and the dog's name is Norman they're like Norman come here and Norman like just looks like such a Norman and like prancing around like it's so funny or like Henry (laughs) some of those names trip me up like and that's why we joke I always ask or I've been asking if there was an office character that you would want as a pet as a pet the same thing i asked like who would you be and i get these weird answers but like the two that like because we humanize with the pet name so much the two that i chose um was uh david wallace because <laughs> it goes by one name so it's just yeah. like okay come here david wallace <laughs> like pretty much can't break it up and then the other name would be like bob vance of vance refrigeration but all of that like in one <laughs> sentence because it's just like so human like that's yeah. why when you said like ross that tripped me <laughs> up just in my head because i'm like there's a dog out there that's probably named ross yeah like, it's, totally. it's it's just so crazy like you're walking down the street and somebody's like Lindsay, Lindsay, sit and you're like what? <laughs> who, who are you talking to it's like oh i'm just talking to the dog like it's just like like can we go back to like dog names like or just like names Names that you would, you know, back when our grandparents were living, like in the early 1900s, like Woodrow or Elsie or Margaret or, uh, you know, Mary or something like that. Like old people names, Eugene, Percy, Mm -hmm. you know, something like Mm -hmm. that. Not names like of 2023, because I'm getting confused. Because like if somebody tells me to do something like that, then I'm I'm looking like, bro, like what? Um. So let's transition to this last part. How do you find balance in all the things that you do and not let it burn you out? Whether it's school, track, all the, and just balancing all of that. 
I think um, it's been like a um, definitely like a something that I worked on over the last few years. Um, but I like genuinely enjoy being really busy. Like I always have, um, even like in high school, I was really used to like going to school and then having like three sports practices after school and going from like one practice to the next. Um, and so I think that, um, I really thrive off of that and, um, I get, bored very easily um and so I think that um but then like I do I take on a lot so um I think just like being really mindful and knowing what my priorities are like I am able to like prioritize what I'm focusing on in the moment and then kind of like put that to the side and focus on the next thing and then just keep it kind of organized in that way like um I know like my focus is training. So that's always going to be first. And then I can manage like school and work um, kind of on the back burner a little bit. Um, and, and that's just kind of worked for me um, since I graduated university. Cause I didn't really work in university. I was really just like a student athlete. And then um, kind of over the last few years, I've been able to take on a little bit more each year and, and um, I think the balance is really important because I believe in really setting myself up for when I'm uh, when I'm done with running, because I know that career or the ability to be able to do this isn't going to last forever. Um, and so I feel like it settles me to know that I have something to go to um, when I'm eventually done with running or um, or like if I got injured, like I, I would not function if I had nothing else to do, uh, then train. How in this sport sucks. Yeah, okay. This sport, let me, <laughs> not, let me, let me not say that. I, I'm just playing y'all. Uh, but you know, there could be some difficult times in this sport. Um, but it is clear that you love doing what you do. So the best way to phrase this. When the sport sucks, when it sucks, because it sucks for everybody, I think that's fair to say. How do you maintain the joy, the love, and the passion? I think, like, just in general, I love running. It's, like, very therapeutic for me. And even if I'm – I've been really lucky where I haven't had – a serious injury really ever that's taken me out for a long time. So my answer might be different if that had happened, knock on wood. Um, but I like running is like my therapy. And so I think just having that um, as like, just like my passion um, and being able to go out for a run. Um, like i I'm never not happy or not enjoying myself when I'm out for a run. Um, although obviously things can be hard sometimes, like sometimes you're just not feeling a workout or um, you're like not, not feeling good or not in shape or feeling like you're not in shape. Um, I think that's when I kind of lean on my support system, um, like my coach and my training partners, they definitely help. Um, get through those hard times and then like Justin 
since he's in the sport as well and like completely understands what it takes and is um and is working on his own running goals himself I think that is also a huge part of it where we get to like come home and like just talk about our days and if like training was hard that day um he is like always the positive voice for me um and always has like something good to say where he can turn it around like in any situation and then I'm kind of like that for him too so having that support um every day like all the time and he like loves running just as much as I do so that's like our time sometimes where we can just go for a run together and um we don't usually like do workouts or anything together but to go for an easy run it's like dedicated time where we like don't have our phones there's like no distractions and we just can like talk about our day or talk about how we're doing and I think that is a huge part of it too you have survived the interrogation process of this interview now we are (laughs) on to the harder stuff this is like this segment is like the dark brew of or the cold brew of the episode it's called down the home stretch i'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions i want you to answer them to the best of your ability if i stop and ask you to elaborate on those answers it does not count against the time if you do not answer these as fast as you can please believe me i don't care it's all good nobody's (laughs) keeping tabs all thrill and no filler that's how we roll on here are you ready i think so Okay. If there was a food that you had to live with and a food that you could live without for the rest of your life, what would they be? Live with uh, potatoes. Live without mm, something spicy. So like peppers or yeah, jalapeno peppers. Okay. Yes, those those are those are spicy. Um. Okay. Follow up question on that. What is the best way to make a potato? I love mashed potatoes. Okay, that's cool. But the reason I said potatoes is because there's so many different ways you can eat them. French fries, mashed potatoes, baked potatoes. I think that's the only way to eat them, (laughs) to be honest with you. A tot, we can make tater tots. Um, So, yes. Mashed brown. Hash browns, listen, preach on it. That's that's what you do. You can apparently you can if you don't have power, you can use potato to crank up the electricity. Uh, so, uh, you know, shout out to Thomas Edison or Albert Einstein, one of those uh, good people, because uh, that's I think where you got it from. All right, dream <laughs> dream location to take a vacation. Um, Hawaii. Let's just say they were going to make a movie. Let's look Hallmark films in Vancouver. So let's say Hallmark was filming in Vancouver. They were like, you know what? We want to do a movie starring Lindsay Butterworth. Who is the actress that you want to portray your character? Oh, man. I don't know. I'm going to say Emily Blunt because Justin loves Emily Blunt. Okay. He'll appreciate that one. He'll appreciate that one. All right. How cool would it be? This is just a low key question. What would it be like if you and Justin won a medal? Would you then consider yourself the power couple of track and field? Yeah, 
Sure. <laughs> I don't know why that was just like on the mind because I think I was watching something about Beyonce and Jay Z <laughs> right before here. <laughs> so I uh, just had to do the power couple. Best book that you've read? Um, I feel like I haven't read a book in a while. That's probably bad to say. Same here. I so, actually can't even remember the last time I read a full book. Oh, actually, I read American Dirt, and it was really good. Um, uh, last, like before I started school, basically. <laughs> okay, what is the number one song that you were listening to before you step out for a race? Your number one pump-up song. Um, something Avicii. Okay, dream concert to attend. Um, well, I want to say Adele. I think she'd be really good live. That kind of ties back into the beginning of this. <laughs> yes. So it can't be Adele. We already got Adele. We're gonna hook you up with tickets. She's taking okay. you to the. She's taking you to the to the Grammys next year. Adele, do I that think... for me. It's sponsor the show too. But go ahead. Okay, then I'll say Drake. Oh, the Canadian legend. Yes, Drake sponsor. Please sponsor Lindsay. Um, <laughs> and, and, and this show too. That that would be that would give yeah, us that'd be mad, great. That would be some mad hype. All right, just a couple more questions. Last television show that you actually enjoyed that you binge watched. Um probably selling sunset, honestly. Okay. If you have the opportunity to have dinner with anybody that you have looked up to, who would it be? Oh, that's always such a hard question. Okay, then we can ask another one. Don't worry about it. Okay, yeah. Pass. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> if, all right, so let me think of, okay. Let's just say somebody was going to narrate a race. Anybody that, anybody in the world is going to narrate one of your favorite races that you've ever run or will run. Who would you want that person to be? I think it would be, well, does it have to be someone who actually narrates races? No, or be anybody. It, I think it would be really cool if my coach Britt narrated a race of mine. Why? Why is that? I don't know. I think it would just be cool. I was a coach. Because uh, she'd probably just be like yelling at me um, to do different things in the race the whole time. That would be hilarious. And I yeah. was when you said that, I was thinking for that because I was a coach, and I would film you know, my <laughs> athletes throwing. And I just know what was going through my head. I would love, yeah. I, would, I would love to hear, what the heck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I think it'd be hilarious. Oh man, that would be funny. All right, if you had to be the guest star on any television show, what show would you be the guest star on? I'd like to be the guest star on Friends. Okay, you could be Rachel's best friend. You could be her sister. Yeah. I think it'd be a really fun, like they're all just close and hang out in an apartment be pretty chill okay three more questions if you were not a track and field athlete what other sport would you play um soccer Ooh, okay i can see it you christine sinclair that kind of crew <laughs> hey we balling out we balling out just a couple more questions naturally i forgot one because i'm going to skip one all right so here we go if you had the opportunity to be something other than a track and field athlete, any profession, outside of public health, 
what do you think you would want to go into? Just a fun one. Um, I think it would be fun to be a professional athlete in another sport. That's not soccer. Yeah. In a sport, like, I don't know, if I was a male and I could play in the NHL or something, that would be really cool. Ooh. Or like in the NBA, where you like are actually making a living, but like <laughs> that's <laughs> your your career. <laughs> well, here's the thing: the Raptors need you right now, um, <laughs> so they need a point guard. They need you know brother <laughs> brother Flay He he gone. You know they're trying to trade him, so you can step in. You're tough. You can play defense. Uh, they are going to be disappointed. <laughs> I don't think it's any worse than what's going on right now. So <laughs> I think you're a good. Hey, listen, sign Lindsay. And let's let's pay our athletes more. Let's give them more notoriety. Let's hook them up a little bit. Last question is the most important question that you're going to answer. Why does kindness matter to you? Does kindness matter? Why does it matter to you? Um, Because if we don't have kindness then the world is is going to be a terrible place to live in more so than it already is that is the so <laughs> I, i'm low-key i'm just waiting well, there's one day i'm going to ask that question to somebody why does kindness matter to you and it's going to be like it doesn't it's yeah like, <laughs> it's just going to be like dang you have survived down the home stretch you passed it with flying colors big time ball and shot caller that's why she's the best that's why she's coming for everything where can people find you and support your journey um i think on instagram i'm probably most on um lindsey butterworth that's my handle and when well last question what can we expect from you this year how are you rocking how are you coming out um i'm going to be training until outdoors so i haven't really finalized my race schedule yet but looking at probably april as a opener be sure to tune in. Be sure to check it out. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and we will catch you next time.